Hello and welcome to the Sex Within Marriage Podcast. My name is JD and I blog over at uncoveringintimacy.com. And today we have another round of questions from our anonymous have a question page. Uh, this month we only have four and I was considering merging it with the next month, but we have quite a few coming up uh, during April. So we'll stick to the short one for now. Uh, it's been hectic around here on the farm. We're over 120 animals now, many chickens, horses, rabbits, ducks, geese, quail, goats, cats, dogs, and a lizard. And I haven't had a chance to write in a while as we've been scrambling around to build up pens and habitats for them all. But we're about done now and our kids programs are running down for the year. So we should get more chances in the coming months. So without further ado, here are the four questions we're tackling today. Question one starts with help. I keep feeling attracted to having a female, female, male threesome. Since I was a teenager, I've been curious about what it would be like to be with two women at the same time. My first serious girlfriend, a Christian girl, said she was open to having a threesome. She would talk through a threesome with me over the phone while we masturbated. I know this is sinful and not good. I later ended that relationship for other reasons. Today I'm married to another Christian woman and we have kids together. My wife has offered herself for sex more often than I expected going into marriage. However, she mostly offers her body and does not bring her sexual person. She is making love to me out of obligation, and I find it really hard to feel satisfied with this version of sex that she offers. I still have this nagging drive to have a threesome. Thankfully, my wife is not at all interested in being part of one. I want to honor God with my life, including my choices with how I use my body to express my sexuality. I struggle with dabbling in pornography, and when I give in to temptation, I often catch myself searching for romantic threesomes. So the the first part of the question is, is it normal to desire to have a threesome, and how can I move on from this? Perhaps the bigger question is, what can I do to discover more satisfaction with the sex my wife provides? I have many conversations with her about this. She says I am a good lover. I have made lots of changes over the last few years to be more emotionally connected, um, and she has expressed a lot of affirmation about these changes. I do many heartfelt things for her, such as notes, flowers, helping around the house, etc. Still, I feel like I am just another project to check off her list instead of a lover to connect with. To be fair, I understand that as a mother of four young children, while homeschooling two of them, she's putting out a lot of energy being a mom. Thank you in advance for your thoughts. So let's start with, is it normal? For a Christian, this is a terrible question. And I get it. We all want to know that we're okay and not that different from everyone else. But the Christian worldview understands that the idea of normal generally isn't good. Uh, the world is corrupt and most of its people don't even realize how sinful it is. So if you are aiming for normal, I think you're probably aiming for the wrong thing. You know, Romans 12 verse 2 says, do not conform to the power of pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So instead, let's say that it's understandable. Firstly, this idea of a threesome being the ultimate goal is pushed on men from society. I've seen so many men teach this idea that what you want is not only a woman who will agree to a threesome, but will actively search out other women to bring to you for one. Uh, but it's a trap. You know, read your Bible. Every time a man has more than one wife, it leads to massive problems in the relationship. And that's just having another woman in the relationship, let alone in the bedroom. Uh, sadly, I've talked to many couples who have experimented with this, and it always leads to severe problems in the marriage later. On top of that, your first serious relationship solidified this idea in your mind by having a girlfriend who, instead of calling out the sinful temptation, added to it by saying she'd be willing to engage with 
in this with you and feeding that fantasy. Thankfully, you acknowledged that it was wrong for both of you to engage in this. And that reminded me of our first Peter one verses 14 to 16, you know, as obedient children do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy. So be holy in all that you do for it is written, be holy because I am holy. Now, when you ask how to move on from this, but then you say the bigger question is how do I discover more satisfaction with the sex that my wife provides? I think this shows an issue that I see pretty regularly. You don't come quite out and say it, um, but it, Underneath the question is the implication that it's your wife's fault that you're struggling with these temptations. When you ask, how do I move on? Uh, but then say the bigger question is, how do I be more satisfied? Um, there's this undercurrent of, if I was more satisfied, then I wouldn't be so tempted. And this attitude places a responsibility on your wife for your sins, which isn't proper. We are responsible for our own sins. Romans 14 verse 12 says, so then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Uh, regardless of your wife's act, actions, your struggle with the, with temptation is an issue with your relationship with God more than your relationship with your wife. That is how we should look at our sins. Now, when we're looking at other people's sins or areas of growth, we should see what we can do to help them. We can certainly help with other people's temptations. We can encourage them, pray for them, hold them accountable if they're willing. Um, Galatians 6 verses 1 to 2 says, Brother, if anyone is caught in a transgression, transgression, you who are spiritual should restore them in the spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Uh, and 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 14 says, We encourage you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, to help the weak, and be patient with them all. And yes, as spouses, we have a duty to help each other flee from temptation. That's in 1 Corinthians 7 verse 5. Um, but even that verse is clear that our own lack of self-control is the root problem. And so concerning our own sins, we should take a stance that they are our responsibility and no one else's. We can accept help if it's offered, even ask for help if they're willing, but regardless of anyone else's interactions with us, we are responsible for our choices. Concerning others, we should constantly seek out how to help them, be it with encouragement, support, or accountability, but always in love and with patience. The complex and dangerous part of that is knowing what they need. That requires wisdom and a lot of love, and even then, there is a risk you may damage the relationship. So, what do you do? I think the first thing to realize, as you said, is that she is a mother of young kids and is homeschooling them. That does take a lot of energy, and it can be hard to get out of mommy mode into wifey mode. And so, maybe have a conversation and try some things that help with that transition. Uh, one big thing that works for us, uh, my wife and I, is having yeah us time after the kids go to bed. Most nights the kids go to bed and then we go to bed. Uh, we're likely not going to sleep at that time, but it's time for us to go to our bedroom, shut the door, get naked, and be a couple rather than parents. Uh, we may watch TV or give each other massages or read a book about marriage, or play a game, uh, go through our exploration list, talk through a fantasy, uh, brush your hair, share funny TikTok videos that we save for each other, or a bunch of other things. And it doesn't really matter what we do. The point is that we carve out time almost daily to be a couple rather than a family. Uh, it doesn't always end up having sex. More often than not, it doesn't actually. But it does give us time to be together, to be naked, and being intimate. So give that a try. See how it goes. I'll put links to a bunch of those things in the show notes just to kind of give you some ideas. All right, question number two. 
says, uh, my husband and I have been married for five years this year. I have heard on your podcast many times that women thoroughly enjoy oral sex in their marriage. I absolutely hate it when my husband wants to perform oral sex on me, and I don't like it when he touches me either. I would just jump straight to sex if it were, were me, but he complains that he wants to do the foreplay with me. I am also a labor and delivery nurse, and I believe this is the reason why I don't want him near my intimate areas, as I see them in the most vulnerable and messy moments of their lives. I don't know if I can separate my work-life balance, and I want to enjoy receiving oral sex like other women do. So let's start with, yes, many women enjoy oral sex in their marriage, but many women do not as well. I find it interesting that typically wives who are nurses tend to enjoy these sort of activities more than those not in nursing. So I wonder what it is that has had the opposite effect on you. Uh, one of our supporters is a doula and a midwife, and she felt it likely wasn't the job itself, but something more profound, a teaching or a belief from earlier on that general genital contact is somehow sinful or dirty and maybe something to look into going back and figuring out where this came from. Um, the other option is to move forward. And I suggest trying something like this, you know, jump straight into sex one day since that's what you prefer, but right before your orgasm, stop sex and switch to manual stimulation. When you're more aroused that the part of your brain that decides what is it objectionable, gross, risky, etc., is partially shut down. And getting aroused first should allow you to more easily accept it. Um, set a goal of trying to orgasm from manual stimulation. If you can, this will help rewire your brain to enjoy it more, as our brains really like orgasms generally. As well, since you're more aroused at that state, it should make it easier for it to feel better as well. Um, then, once you're more comfortable with manual stimulation, move on to oral stimulation using the same protocol. Uh, because otherwise what's likely to happen is that you'll just continue to go with the just jump into sex method, which will slowly shift towards only picking the most efficient method for you each to reach orgasm. And then you'll basically be just having quickies, which won't feel intimate, but rather mechanical. And I see this happen in a lot of marriages. As much as the wives tend to be nervous, afraid, uncomfortable with, or even outright disgusted at the idea of anything beyond simple intercourse, the wives are the ones that tend to get bored and then eventually cut sex out of the marriage entirely. Then they wonder why there's no intimacy anymore. Uh, most women need more adventure in the bedroom than men do, I think. The men desire it and will push for it, but it's the wives who seem to need it more, even if they don't recognize that need. Because while the men will complain about it, they will continue to just have normal sex, quickie sex, whatever. By and large, some won't, but many will. They won't be happy about it, but they'll do it. Uh, the women, on the other hand, will eventually just cut it out entirely. All right, question three is simply, how large is too large of a penis, would one say? So I, I'm sure there is a limit, but it would be on the extreme edges. If you mean large, largeness as in girth, then it may take some more warming up, stretching, relaxing, lube, etc., for your spouse to handle it. But most women can have babies that are much larger than a penis. Uh, if you're talking about length, then yes, that can be problematic, but it will depend a lot on the length of your spouse's anatomy, which will also change during her cycle. There are positions you can use to mitigate that as well as some toys or accessories or whatever. Um, but whatever the situation, it can usually be managed and you probably don't have anything to worry about. All right. Question four is 
I keep falling asleep while my fiance is pleasuring me. It's not because I'm falling out of love or not interested anymore, and it's killing him inside. What's wrong with me? I'm so confused when it happens. It has become worse since becoming pregnant. Help. So first off, get married. You're already parents together, so what's stopping you? Nevertheless, I'm going to answer your question because many others struggle with the same thing, but don't take this as condoning having sex before marriage. I think you've done things in the wrong order here. So either you're pregnant or just had a baby and exhaustion comes with both. Uh, Give yourself some grace. If this is a persistent problem, figure out why you're exhausted. If you're not sleeping well or do you generally feel exhausted, you know, maybe get some blood tests done because some deficiencies can cause exhaustion like this. Uh, One thing that happens for a lot of women is low iron while they're pregnant or when they've just given birth. Um, That's kind of a common one people check on. Uh, But yes, I agree. This likely has nothing to do with your interest or love for him. Uh, See a doctor and get it checked out. In the meantime, Try sex earlier when you're not as run down. Mornings tend to be best for men as their free testosterone is higher than. Afternoons tend to be the best for women hormone-wise, but mornings are usually better than evenings as well. And that's it for the Marsh questions. Uh, if you have a question, email me at jadeuncoveringintimacy.com or you can submit them anonymously on our Have a Question page. If you'd like to be part of the discussion, check out our supporters forum where you'll get, the question, get to see the questions as they come in and discuss them with the community. Also, you can ask questions there and get an answer a lot quicker. Sometimes questions to my email, uh, they can frankly get buried and it takes me a while to get to them. Same with our Have a Question page. Um, these questions that came in were from March. So I'm a few months behind. I'm trying to catch up, but um, that's the way things go. My supporters get my priority. So if you have a question that's just gnawing at you, go check out the supporter form. Uh, also, if you become a supporter, then you get sneak peeks at what's going on behind the scenes, opportunities to get early releases of the posts, and generally be more involved in the community of believers who aren't afraid to talk about marriage, sex, or frankly, anything else. We have some great theology discussions as well. Of course, if you have thoughts about any of today's questions, you can post them in the comment section below. And if you want to be anonymous, just skip the name and the email parts on the form. And that's it for today. Talk to you next time.